in-depth and God-filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. And welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute privilege and pleasure to scale the world of contemporary Christian music and worship to bring to you some of the very most talented artists with amazing music and wonderful stories to share. And this week, I'm pleased to say we've got none other than Josh Baldwin with us. So before we meet Josh, let's hear this absolutely astounding track that many of you will be familiar with. It is Stand In Your Love. Stand in Your Love by Josh Borden. Hey, Josh, how are you doing? Hey, I'm so good. So good to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you with us. Many people will be familiar with your music. It's uh, oh, wow. been a huge blessing to me personally. Um, absolutely love it. But oh, people may not be familiar with your story, who Josh Borden is, yeah. uh, how you came to be a follower of Jesus, and what that journey's looked like for you. Uh, if you'd be happy to share some of that, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to. Well, I'm, uh, I, I mean, I grew up, grew up in North Carolina out here in the States and, um, I, I grew up a, a pastor's kid. My dad was a pastor and was still his pastor, but he's also a worship leader and very much in music. And so, uh, yeah, I, I grew up in that. That was where my, um, appetite got just, you know, started, started towards music and worship was just playing drums with my dad. Um, and then leading worship in my youth group growing up doing that. And so, um, I mean, that's the beginning of the journey. I mean, obviously there's a lot and a, and a lot of different turns here and there. And, um, but yeah, I've just grown up always loving music. And honestly, I remember I was in college. I went to college for, for two years. I went to Lee university until I dropped out. Cause I realized I don't want to go to college. I just want to go to ministry school and I just want to play music. What were you studying at Lee university? I, well, you know what? I didn't know what I wanted to do because I was, this is like 1997, 98. And back then I feel like, you know, going to college to be like a, a worship pastor or a musician or, or like a church musician wasn't necessarily a thing or, you know, it wasn't something you thought you could do and your parents would be proud and think you're going to make a great living. But um, so I went to school and and I studied Christian education because I thought, well, maybe I'll be a teacher or I'll be a youth pastor or something like that. And um, and it, and it was it was great as a good experience. I learned a lot about the Lord. I learned a lot about uh, music and worship, um, but I didn't go to class much. And <laughs> it's, it's quite expensive to go to, to university, isn't it? So I know. Not going to class it, is. it doesn't seem like I, I know the right course. I could have saved I could have saved my family a lot of money if I'd have just done that at home and just <laughs> but um but it was a great experience. I you know what I remember um I I fell in love with a lot of worship music when I was in college because I, I mean I love the Lord. I went to all these outreaches and these you know ministries that were on campus. And one of them introduced me um, to to just some of the worship music that I would grow to love. And and I mean, Delirious, I remember getting the Live in the Can Delirious album when I was in college. And uh, and there's a lot of other stuff, Vineyard, uh, some other some other play, Morningstar. But um, and that's when I really realized, like, OK, I this is what I want to do with my life. I want to I want to be a worship leader. I want to um, write songs. And so I. I dropped out of college <laughs> and went and went to a ministry school. And then, uh, and that's when, you know, it started to head. When, when, when you dropped out, did, was it one of those, and it's quite a big decision to drop out of uni. Yeah, so, yeah. so at that point, was there, was there pressure from your parents to say, well, look, well, you may as well finish it. If you've done, if you've done two years, you may as well just get through it and, and come out with, with something. Or did you, did, did you pray about it and just felt God say, yeah, you're done. You're not meant to be yeah. here any longer. Off you go. You know what? I, I didn't feel pressure from them, which, which I'm so grateful for because yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of parents would, I, maybe I would now with my own be like, okay, you've gotten this far. Why don't you just keep going? But I think they saw how um, just unhappy I was. I mean, not in like a, I wasn't depressed or anything, but I just, 
it wasn't, I wasn't moved by the Lord to be, I just, I knew I finally got, honestly, I finally got a vision for what I really wanted with my life. And I think they were so, um, so happy about that. And they felt like a piece about just that, that I had a vision and some clarity for the road that I wanted to go down that they were just, they were happy to support me in that because I would, I had just gone to college because that's and you in university, because that's what you do, you know, going out of high school. And I think they could see the indecision with that. And, and it was costing them a lot of money. So they were like, well, if you have direction this way and you have clarity, then let's go for it. And, um, yeah, it just felt right. I felt like the Lord was on it. And, um, yeah. That's a good, wow. good step. Good move. That is, that is good. I'm just going to, I'll quickly tell you a story. I think I've shared it once yeah. before on my show, but um, when I was at university many years ago, I did, I did computer science at university and I'd never studied computer science before. So suddenly doing it at a degree <laughs> level, really crazy thing to do. It was really hard. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, early on in my second year, I think it was, I was going, you know what, this is so hard. I don't think I can do it. I actually don't yeah. think I can do this anymore because I'm not brainy enough, um, and <laughs> and it's and it's too much. So um, and I remember I hadn't shared this with other people that I got to this crunch point, but I remember in the morning uh, on a Sunday morning before church, I prayed about it and just felt like you know God, I can't do this anymore. And I said to God, God, unless you tell me to carry on, I am going to give up. So that's yeah. what that, that, that's yeah. what I said to God because I thought I yeah. just can't. It's, it's killing me. So um so I went to church. There was a guest speaker there, and he's talking about missions and going to the mission field and this is absolutely extraordinary moment of his preach he goes and if you're a nurse if you're studying this or that god needs those skills on the mission field yeah and if you're doing computer science don't give up I'm like, wow come on <laughs> i was I, I i couldn't believe it i was jumping around i went up to the oh, end i said amazing. i said that was god speaking to me about my i, I was yeah. gonna give up and he said well i hadn't meant to include that in my talk at all it wasn't yeah. in my notes so just one of those moments when god makes it clear so i'm just yeah. i just thought i'd mention it so if someone's thinking of giving up right josh's story is not a josh a story that is god telling you to give up but it is opening the door for you to consider it and pray for it and let god speak to you about what the next stage is after you that's i just wanted to say it can work both ways because for me yeah, I, I actually totally. didn't want to carry on but actually god right. called me to it and it was good so um so, sorry josh <laughs> no that's a great that's so great so encouraging to hear from people and i quote because i think i know for me a lot of times i i can end up maybe not making a decision because i'm scared to make the wrong decision and my pastor the other day he was like listen the lord it's hard to steer a parked car so <laughs> just you know a lot of times we got to just step out and trust the lord and if it's not if maybe if that's not where you are, it's a lot easier to direct you into the right way once you realize maybe this isn't the right way. And um, and so I, I I look at that time as being like not a mistake that I went there, but just you know I I fell in love with a lot of things that I love now, and I wouldn't maybe I wouldn't have as quick um had I not gone to university there and. and and of and discovered it so yeah yeah it opened opened up some some new music to you some ideas some yeah some desires yeah. and some passions as well so so you so you dropped out of university and what what did the next sort of two years next year look like then for you i well for a year i went home and uh, to my little little town in north carolina and i worked in a um it, we call it a mobile home factory here we feel basically i built houses for a year wow and uh and just saved up money and then went to ministry school in Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, and that's when I really started writing songs. So ministry school, it's not necessarily something that we have very many of in, in the UK. Yeah. What, what, what is ministry school? What's person? How long does it last, et cetera? I mean, it was, it's a basically like kind of like a Bible college. It's a Bible college here. And, um, and it was this particular one was a two-year school that on the third year you did an internship. And, um, so I, I, I did that. I went there and, um, uh, and it was great. I mean, it was like, it's more hands-on, it's more, um, detailed into like, this is what I want to do. And and I could even, you know, we're studying the Bible, but then also you can get even more specific. And I did, I worked a lot with the music and the worship department and, and just, uh, even the practical stuff of playing and learning how to write songs. And, and that's where a lot of that, um, just came alive in me. And um and then through the I, after that that's when I stepped into more of a worship pastor role. So what what age were you when you started being a worship pastor? Uh gosh, I was. Tw- oh man, now I'm date. I'm gonna date myself here. I'm uh, 
was probably 2004. I was like 24, 25 years old. And um, okay. yeah, because it's almost 20 years ago. That's crazy. Wow. I was like, yeah, 24. And um, and I, I was single, still not married. Um, I didn't meet my wife until for, gosh, five more years. I met my wife when I was 29. And uh, so that and I was doing that. I was a worship pastor in North Carolina when we met. Wait, we, we, what instrument were you playing at that point? Was that guitar? I was just acoustic. I, I'd been, I played drums too. I, I actually, when I went to the school, I started playing drums a lot more and uh, I would travel around with worship leaders and play drums. I, I traveled with Rita Springer for years, if anyone knows her. Um, and yeah, just a handful of other worship leaders uh, in North Carolina, I would travel and play drums, but also lead worship. And then finally, I think, you know, 2008, I remember I, I did my first little album and um, I just I, I started to really realize that I just want to lead worship. I just want to sing and write songs. And I'm not quite good enough to just keep this drummer thing up. And so <laughs> I remember I and that that was when I broke it to everyone like, hey, I'm going to stop drums. And I haven't played drums since 2008. And it's it's been great. I haven't missed it at all. I'm not a great drummer. So I just, I put it down. I put it down. But, so, so, um, so the album was yeah. called Changing. Um, it's called Changing. Yeah. yeah and, and I have actually been back and listened to some of the tracks on Changing. Oh my goodness. I, I listened to the track Open. Um, yeah. It's a seven yeah. and a half minute long track. Yeah. And I, <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, the reason, I, the reason I singled out Open was because it is your least played track on Spotify. And when I, say, really? when I say least played, it's got like 39,000 streams, which compared wow. to some of the others with like 50, 50 million streams, it's, it's small. Yeah. But I also thought, yeah. It's quite a good track, actually. So well, um, thank you. Thank you. You know what? Fun fact. People, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, my my good friend and she, n not many people knew her back then, but Kim Walker Smith sang on that whole album. So that's her wow. on open, especially you can very you can hear her voice yeah. big time on open. But that the the girl, the girl singing on almost every track on that album is Kim. So we that, were we were old friends. That is cool. I I don't know. So yeah. so you were worship pastor for was it five years before you met your wife? Yeah, probably around five years, five or six. So being a worship pastor, right? So you're single. Yeah. You're standing at the front with a the guitar. There's got to be quite a lot of women going, <laughs> hun hunky, cool, talented, loves God, Jesus, Jesus loving sort of guy up the front there, thinking they'd like to get yeah. to know you. Um, tell tell me tell me the story about how you met your wife and how you knew yeah. that she was the one for you. Oh wow, that's a good story. Um yeah, I mean there was I don't know if people were interested. There I definitely had a lot of people trying to set me up with people. That's the that's what happens when you're single and in your late 20s and you're, you know, you're seen in somewhat, you know, a lot every Sunday kind of way, everyone's trying to set you up. But um I gosh, and I, you know what, the I the one of the biggest desires of my heart was obviously to be married, but also I just I wanted to be a dad. I love my dad. We have a great relationship. And I just I couldn't wait to be a dad. And um, and I think all through my 20s, when I wasn't married and I, I was not dating much and not meeting people that I would want to marry, I started to get frustrated because I was like, I want to be married, but also like I want to be a father. And I'm getting, old. you know, at that time, I thought I was getting old. Um, which is funny now to think about just, you know, pushing 30, you think you're getting old. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's all those doubts just creep in and you just think you're never going to meet someone. And um, I remember I the this the lady that friend of mine, she would cut my hair. She was my hairstylist <laughs> and um, which uh, and her it was my one of my best friend's wives. And I remember that she got pregnant. And so she went on maternity leave and didn't didn't work anymore. And, um, my, this, the, one of my friends said, Hey, you should go to my girl. She's you. I think you've met her before. She, I met her. She had gone to the ministry school like years later after me. And, um, she said, I, I, I think you've already met her. I think you know her, but you should go to her. And she's like, she's also single and she's really cute. And she's, you know, sweet girl loves the Lord. And so I was like, Okay. So I, I went there for her to cut my hair and it was my, it was my wife. And, um, we started, we just hit it off and started texting. We went for like a year of just, 
texting and talking on the phone together. Cause I, she lived in Charlotte. I lived up in the mountains in North Carolina. I was at this, this little church up there. So that's a lot, that's a long way to go for a haircut. Yeah, it was. Well, I was always going to Charlotte just to be a part of the ministry that I was a part of. They had like church oh. plants. And so I was always down there for that. And so, um, yeah, after a year we, we started dating and I was, I was 30, I think when we started dating and we got married, I was 31 when we got married. And I just remember, um, you know, just you, you get, you have, you get these promises, these words, these people would give you encouraging words or prophetic words or whatever. And they, to tell you about what's coming in the future. And it's so hard. I feel like to see those things when we are just focused on our current circumstances and our current situation. And all you can see around you is the present. But I feel like that, I mean, I've had this happen over and over again in my life. And that was, that was one of them. One of the first ones where it was like, I realized now that this whole time I had been looking at those, the present things that are surrounding me and that, that felt hopeless and really the Lord was just trying to get me to look at, to, to not forget where I am, you know, and not leave that moment, but also to hope in him and hope in the future that I have with him. And just to also hope that he has good things for me down the road. And, and the, one of the best things, if the best thing other than his son that he had for me was, was my wife was this amazing woman who we're coming up on 13 years now that we've been married and we have two kids uh, they're 12 and almost 11. And, um, yeah. So you were looking forward to being a father for, for way before that, that actually happened. What has God taught you through it? I mean, I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of the obvious, the obvious answers of just, you know, it's, it's easy to know the father's love for you is a lot easier to grasp when I feel how much love I, I just immediately have for my kids. The minute they, come into this world it's like this rush of oh my gosh i will do anything for this child you know you don't it's hard uh, people say it all the time that it's hard to describe you know you love your wife you love your spouse you love your family your parents all this but there's some there's like this different kind of love that comes with when you when a kid come when your child comes into this world that just like i you don't even i'm you know i'm i like a lot of times choose to love you know, things, but like, I don't feel like I chose to love my kid. I feel like it's just like, boom, here it is. And, and I think when that happened, it it did show me how, how much the Lord loves me. And not only that, but just even what I was saying earlier, like, yeah, of course he has good things for me. Of course he does. Like he loves me more than I could even fathom, but I do feel like I have like a little, a little glimpse of it and just the love that I have my kid for my kids. So of course he's knows the plans that he has before me and they're and they're to give me a hope and a future. And, um, yes, I, I mean, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. And then the, you know, the other thing is just, you realize how, how selfish you are, you know, when you have children. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, that, that's what I realized. <laughs> I thought, I thought I wasn't until I had kids. I know. I realized, no, no, I, I am. Oh, I gosh. am. And, and I, I thought I was really patient. And then I had <laughs> right. to learn that when they became teenagers as well. Oh, that's so, um, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, uh, the teenage years are, are here. I mean, we are, my daughter is, she's, she's 12, but she's feels like she's 16. So I'm right in the middle of that. And it's, yeah, it's another, it's, I know it's just a, it's glory to glory and just like new levels, new devils kind of thing. Oh yeah. Okay. I haven't heard that saying before that, that makes sense. So have you ever written a song for any of your family members? Oh, you know what? This is horrible. I I haven't, I have tried multiple times to write a song for my wife. And I think I, a lot of times they end up being for the Lord. I end up like shifting them and they, they turn into a song for the Lord or a worship song. And, which is funny. And and my wife picks with me a lot about that. She's like, you always, you, you start these songs off. I think they're for me. And then you turn them for, and, but then she's like, I can't be upset about it. I can't get mad because you're writing a song for the Lord. But like, and um, I don't know if I'm just, I, I know I'm very critical and um, I, a perfectionist when it comes to songs. And especially I feel like if they're for my wife, I have this pressure that like, it has to be just so special and so amazing and maybe because i just haven't done it maybe if i just start writing a bunch of them then it'll take the pressure off that you know i'm like well at least one of them is going to be good but uh but i haven't i've written like you know funny little songs for the kids but 
I haven't actually, I've, I've, I have a lot of song starts for my wife that I just need to finish, but yeah um i was I, I i saw you had guitars on the wall i was gonna say could you grab a guitar oh, yeah. and, and do one of your family songs and just sit. but but if you, have, oh. if you haven't completed one that you'd be happy to do then i feel like that would be mean of me to ask so <laughs> i have well i have a one song um i have one song that i was joking around years ago it's actually how i got my daughter's name her name is um eloise and uh we then I, I wanted that i wanted her to I, I remember when we got pregnant with her I told my wife, I was like, if we're having a girl, I love the name Eloise. Maybe we call her Ellie. And uh, and she, my wife loved Eloise too. So it worked out. And she was like, why do you want to name that? And I was like, well, I just wrote this song one time joking around with some friends about Eloise, which is just some love song about this guy wanting to marry a girl named Eloise. And so I sing that song for Ellie a lot just because she knows that like her name came from just me joking around. But I'll, I'll sing it for you. Um, if I can remember now, I'm like, now it's the pressure's on for me to remember it. But uh, uh, she grew up in Atlanta, Wisconsin. I knew she'd be my girl. We all thought she was so responsible. She didn't have a care in the world. And she looks just like her father. We were made for each other Eloise come with me so much I want you to see I know it's scary but let's get married and travel the world so we can see my Eloise Woo! Well, that is a lovely reason to have named uh, your daughter that beautiful track. So thank you. Uh, and and how do you feel about the fact that within a few years she might be dating? Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, it's scary. It's a little terrifying. But I'm honestly, if I if I'm the guy, I would be more terrified of my wife than me. I'm, I'm probably I'm going to be the softy. I'm going to definitely. I'm definitely going to be, you know, the dad and just make sure everything is cool and make sure he's he's a good guy. But and maybe scare him a little bit, but he's really going to have to worry about my wife. That's the <laughs> I'm the soft. I, I'm yeah. not I'm not the I'm not the hard one. Uh, you know, she's she's the one that's going to uh, really just lay down, lay the down law. the law. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. OK, so we've got another track to play from you the track's called where the glory is um it's the, the title track from your uh, latest album um and could you just tell us all about where the glory is uh, why did you write it and what do you hope to achieve with it as well oh this song it's it's so special to me and i think um i, I feel like recently i've been writing a lot of songs that are um kind of just talking about the daily walk with the lord and uh, i don't know if it's just the older i get and the are they, I, a lot of my songs talk about how faithful he's been. And I think because lately I've been writing about just this daily journey and just the ups and downs of everyday life and how it is with the Lord. And, and when I do that, it just reminds me of how faithful he's always been to me. And, and that's what this song is about. It's about, I mean, I think a lot of times over the years when I sing about the glory of the Lord or listen to the songs about the glory of the Lord, it's, um, you know, it's a lot, maybe in worship or just seeing his glory. And it's this grandiose thing, which is what it, it is. But um, this song just hit me to think about like, hey, when I, because the first thing I got in it was the, the the line, this is where the glory is. This is where the glory is. And I was like, well, where is that? And I was trying to think of these, what's well, it's in all these, the miracles and the signs and wonders and all this. And, and it is, but for me, I was like, well, the glory and the beauty of, of of the lord to me is just that he's just with me he's he never leaves me he never forsake me he he's he's in me he's in every season of my life he's there and that's like where the glory is so that's where this song just took a whole it kind of turned and went down this other road that that i just i love so much and um and i think i love the i love the bridge too because it just talks about um it's the psalm 40 that i'm gonna sing a new song and when I think about that too, I feel like it's funny because I want, I, in worship, I want to sing a new song when I'm writing, I want to sing a new song. 
And, um, and I'm doing that, but it feels like the subject is always the same. It's always this new song is just another new song talking about how faithful the Lord is and how good he is and how he's with me in every season and his love remains and never, never changes. And so, and that's what, so that's what this song's about is just that this is where the glory is that I'm never alone. I'm, I'm, he's always with me. And so, um, yeah. And so, I mean, I can just pray into that. I, I, I feel like that's what, that's what I want people to feel when they hear this song you can pray right now for people as they hear the track that they'll know where the glory is so go ahead josh well i just pray that lord that you would just touch my friends as they listen wherever they are that your holy spirit that your presence would just invade them right now and that um for those of us who are wondering like what's the next step or where have you been god or what why do i feel forsaken that you would just reach out and grab their heart right now. And I pray that the peace of God that passes any of our understanding, that passes anything that we could ever comprehend, that that peace would just flood them right now. that was Where the Glory Is by Josh Baldwin and I'm so pleased that Josh is with us here for the artist's interview. Thanks Josh for all you've shared about your journey with Jesus so far. It's um, It's been amazing the way that God's released you into ministry and music that touches people's hearts and that, that track Where the Glory Is is a beautiful track and you prayed beforehand but you know I'd, I'd appreciate if you'd be happy to pray one more time but the thing particularly I'd love you to pray for is people who maybe are disappointed in their experience of God. They see people around them singing and worshiping and saying God is so good, but they feel maybe themselves just left behind sometimes or God loves everyone else, but doesn't accept their worship. Um, Would you be happy to pray for that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Lord, I just, I pray right now for those of us who might be struggling with just, um, maybe we we have a a calling that we feel like you've placed in our life or or we've been, um, you know, prayed for and told that, Hey, this is what the Lord has for you, but we're not seeing it yet. Lord, I pray that you would just, uh, first of all, just help us to, to, um, to not rush things. I I feel like, Lord, you've taught me so many times that, that, that things, when things happen in your timing, it's the best timing. It's the best for me. It's the best for everyone around me. And Lord, I just pray right now, if there's an urge to rush to rush going into the next thing that they would just put a hold that you would just <laughs> Holy spirit grab us and help us to just uh, not forget the season that we're in and not move, not to leave something, but maybe to wait until there's something to go to. And uh, Lord, I pray right now that you would give us uh, that you would help any, any hearts that feel like they're just not content with the season that they're in father, Holy spirit. I just pray that you would just come uh, bring peace, bring happiness, show us, remind us of how good you are. Remind us of your faithfulness and all that you've done and that you're not gonna, that you have good plans for us and that Lord, you, you have enough good things to go around to everyone. There's not a, there's not a bucket of goodness that once it's up, that's it. You have just, we help and that. And when it's saying that Lord, father, I pray that you would help us to just celebrate others that you would help us in those seasons to look at the people instead of, instead of looking at others and think that's where I'm supposed to be and be, and just be in dis and to be, continue to be discontent with where we are, but that we would look at them and just celebrate what you're doing in their life. And I just, I pray for that season that you would just bring joy and, um, and a patience that, uh, this sustains us in this season. It's in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Josh, thanks so much for your prayers and for your music as well. It's great. Uh, I'd love to explore a little bit about disappointments in your life as well, though, because you you talked about 
um, journeying with Jesus, you know, not everything quite in his timing. Have there been things that you have to keep handing back to God because you go, ah, that's not quite where I'd expected to be or something like that with just God being in the middle of it and maybe him redirecting on things. Obviously it comes out a bit from your story earlier as well about dropping out of uni, but yeah. it didn't sound like that was too disappointing to you. <laughs> no, that wasn't. <laughs> that doesn't sound like it works out quite nicely. Are, are there other things though, where you just have to keep your mind coming back to God? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I hit a little bit with um, earlier with just, uh, you know, wanting to be married, wanting to have a family and, and feeling like it took forever. But I, um, you know, I think one of the other things too, is I all through, like in my twenties and I mean, even my teens and my twenties and a lot of the early part of my thirties, I had, um, I was leading worship, writing songs, traveling a little bit, like in the, in around North Carolina. But, um, but you know, I, I, I kept getting these, like these, these, you know, maybe words or encouragement from other people who saw like, you know, you're going to do this one day or you're going to, and I felt like I saw dreams. I would have literal dreams of like one day I'm like leading worship for thousands and all this kind of thing. It's just grandiose dreams. And I just, which I would bring hope until like, you know, years would pass and things like that weren't happening, or maybe I'm not making the albums that I really want to, and they're not getting out to the people that I want. And I just remember going through years of being so disappointed in, in all of that. And, um, and so much so that I was forgetting even where the Lord had placed me in that moment. And like a lot of those years, I was in this little, little church in the mountains of North Carolina that had maybe 200 people. And most of them were, you know, 40 years older than me. <laughs> and, and I was just walk, you know, by myself, like, well, Lord, what is going on? Like, why, why am I here? Like you, I thought I was supposed to do all these mega things and just, you know, build the kingdom for you, but also build my ministry and my songs get out to the world and all of this. And, um, I just remember him feeling like the Lord was like, you are, you're, you're trying to like pastor your dreams. And I've, I've asked you to pastor these people right here that I put in front of you. And you, if you'll just water the, if you will, if you will not forget where I put you last and go back to that and just keep, keep moving ahead in that and keep pastoring these people, then I will water the garden of your dreams. I will, I will pour into that and, um, and when in due season, which is what we just prayed when it's time, it'll be time for you to walk into that and you'll be ready for it. And I, I think I, um, I, I, I felt like I kind of, I got a glimpse of that enough to like keep moving ahead, but it was still hard to, to not be disappointed and to not, understand why certain things weren't happening in my time and um i think that was probably one of the biggest disappointments and or not disappointment just, just uh struggling seasons of my life i go back and look at that and even after being married um you know i i still struggle with stuff because i you know i'd go to my wife i'm like why you know this is a great song why are why you know why does no one want to do that you know all these things that you know you just and um and she would just she was she's so grounded and she um she's a great blend of she has this fire lit under her that she will like when the minute she gets like a little bit of um direction from the lord like that's the where that's where we're going like we're doing that and so i'm just like i trust her um but she's also great at um at, at holding me and keeping me grounded when i'm struggling with why isn't this happening? And she's good to know, like, well, because it's not time for that to happen. And we don't want to go into that season, not prepared because it will destroy us. And that's what happened. That's, that's, I, um, I mean, I was, I think I was 35 when, um, I finally, you know, signed on with the large worship movement and a label that wanted to record my songs. And, and it was just like, it was unbelievable. And I realized, years later i realized like now why the lord had it happen when he did and why there there needed to be a maturing there need to be a growth and um and it's helped keep me grounded now because i realize now like why like i fell in love with jesus i fell in love with leading worship i said yes to leading worship when and wherever i did not care didn't didn't have anything to do with money and and it's you know, and I, there's been ups and downs and it's, you know, a lot of time when it is your job, there's like a, 
it naturally can like make some of that those passionate first seasons a little harder to attain. But overall, like I've I feel like I've never lost that passion and that love. And I think a lot of that is because the faithfulness of God, but also just the Lord holding like not throwing me into those seasons until I was ready and until I was, you know, older and just, you know, and, and almost almost gave up almost gave up on it and didn't care anymore. And then that was when the Lord was like, Okay, now you're ready. Now it's time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. I, I, I get that. This is the artist interview with Gordon T. As a worship leader, uh, I've I've certainly heard people say, say that there's there's always more. And I believe that and I've said that as well to people. There is always more of God. How do you keep encountering God? How do you go deeper? And has there been a moment of worship for you? that has been utterly profound that you just go back and go, wow, that was such a beautiful moment with God. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's been a, a lot. I think um, that's such a good question because I feel like I've gone in and out of seasons where maybe I don't feel the Lord as much and we're, you know, for what, if we're just going off feelings and it's so easy to do, especially in worship music and just music in general, because it's so, you know, emotional and just in uh, such a, feeling thing um but there's been seasons where i'm like man lord i i love leading worship i love doing this but i don't necessarily feel you that much i don't feel your maybe your presence or just this overwhelming thing like i like i used to or like i did in this one season and and sometimes i think it's it's maybe just a seasonal thing and sometimes i feel like it's um it's just a matter of me leaning into the lord in my own times with him. And I, I feel like for me, it's been a, a thing that's been good to remember is to ground myself again, back in just like the Lord and just my quiet time and hanging out in this room and lead. I'm, I always think I'm like, am I, am I, have I been leading myself into worship outside of uh, like other people or corporate settings? Have I been just spending time and being a leader in my, in my own heart? towards him to to him and um and usually the answer is no when i'm feeling those when i'm feeling that wall or i'm feeling this maybe this numb feeling all over my heart that like i can't feel thing i can't uh, i don't feel hot or cold i feel like numb i feel um a lot of times it's because oh i haven't been actually cultivating times with the lord in my own private secret place and um and i know a lot of times that's like a I mean, it's like such a practical and normal answer to to say to that, but it's it's like it doesn't mean it's not true. It's it's just that that's I'm like yeah, that's that's just that's a lot of what it is. It's like okay, I need to just get with the Lord on my own, and um, and there's also times, man, I you're talking about time of you know past experiences of time with the Lord. There's there's yeah. so many times where I have I've felt those feelings of. Yeah, there's got to be more, or I feel like I'm hitting a wall or, or, and, and I've gone back and even looked at worship times or, or worship moments or songs in the past that maybe I've done, or just even other people that, um, that just, just watching them, just being a part, just re-experiencing them and, and worshiping to with them again has like ignited something else in me. And, um, or even albums that have come out that just, I can, I mean, I, I mean, I, there's a handful of albums that come to mind right now, just in seasons of my life, these worship albums have come out and just lit another fire into me or spurred me on, inspired me to go, go after the Lord, go further in the Lord. And I love that. I, it, I think it's what, um, it, it's what helps keep, makes me want to keep writing songs and keep, and keep putting out music because I'm like, I want that to be the case for other people too. I want them. I want people who might, um, feel like this wall or this blockage with the Lord to maybe find a song of mine that I've written or find a moment that we've had in worship at my church. And maybe that helps get them through or because I know that's happened for me so many times. And um, yeah, I, but I think uh, I talked with my wife the other night, we were talking about seasons like this and cause she was just like, Hey, I feel like, I feel like um, you, I know you've been spending time with the Lord but like, I feel like when you do, I feel like you need to go after this one thing. And like, she's just being very specific to, um, to go after this one area where I, I want breakthrough in my life. 
And, um, and I think it's just a matter of that. It's just, okay, I need to be very intentional about this. And, um, yeah, he's always faithful to just, to show me and to, and to show up. So. Yeah. Well, tell you what, so are your wife, Sheila, your wife, Sheila, right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. She sounds fabulous. She's amazing. She is. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So we'll, we'll, in fact, we'll be airing this just about the time of your uh, 13th wedding anniversary. Oh, that's so, amazing. So congratulations again yeah. to, to both of you. Um, <laughs> Talking about personal time with God, uh, obviously worship and singing. You you, meant, you mentioned some albums that inspired you. So, what are the albums that yeah you found particularly inspirational? Man, I um, there's been two albums in particular over the last three or four years that have just I felt like maybe maybe three. There, uh, one of them I was a uh, Leland's album, Better Word. He um released that album. They released that album a few years ago and. I think I had just, um, I've been traveling a lot. I have been leading worship a lot at my church and, and I just, I think I was burnt out. Honestly, I was just feeling this burnout thing and, and almost like, it's easy to get cynical. It's easy to go down that road and it's easy to just, you start turning into, um, to critiquing worship and to critiquing worship songs and just judging everything about it. And you don't even mean to, it's just, when it's also your job and part of what you do is create music, you're, you naturally are doing that when you're creating it, but then it's hard to shut that off when you're going into worship and just let it be about worshiping the Lord. And I was there, I was judging everything. I was critiquing everything. And I remember when that album came out, it was so refreshing to me uh, there. I mean, Leland's just the sweetest human anyway. He's just the purest of hearts. And, um, and you can feel that coming out in his worship. But then that that album came out. It had Waymaker on it, and uh, which you know the whole world grabbed a hold of that song. But it was all of the songs, and there was a song on there that he um, I can't remember the name of it. I want to say it talks talks about the first love fire. Bring back that first love fire in me, and uh, that song just wrecked me. And it was it was I remember thinking this is the first worship album. The, in in what felt like a while that I just put on and listened to all the time. And, and it, it, it just, it moved me. And then um, I think in the last year, the album that has done that to me again was uh, Jeremy Riddle, my friend, he, he um, released an album called live in the prayer room and just an album that him and some of my friends there in Southern California recorded in uh, their prayer room. And, it's so simple. It's very acoustic. And, but it's just, I mean, he's one of the most anointed worship leaders I think I've ever known and been around. And that album again, it's done that. It did the same thing. It just kind of like relit this fire in me and just passion for just going after the Lord and worship and not necessarily music and songwriting as much as just who it's for and who it's about. And um and I'll I'll say specifically a song and I this and it kind of like hits on the same theme that I'm talking about but a song that has done that for me has been um two songs one uh, Carrie Job's song First Love is one of my all time favorite songs and one, the minute I heard that song I was like I'm gonna lead that song a lot and and I did I led it a lot and I love that song and then the the song right now that's been I mean, it's special for the whole world. It's, everybody knows about it now, but um, this song called I Speak Jesus is just moving me like no song has in a while. And uh, it's cool because I got we I live in uh, just outside of Nashville, Tennessee now, and the church that we attend uh, is called Hope. And um, the pastor, Dustin Smith, is was the writer of I Speak Jesus. And so they lead it in our church all the time, this little church down the road. And, um, and I'm actually recording a live album there in a couple weeks and I'm going to, rec I'm recording a bunch of new songs of my own. And then I'm going to record that song. I speak Jesus there, but that, yeah, I love, I love, I love when that happens. I love finding little, like um, little nuggets, little like songs and worship moments that just ignite something in you and relight this fire and keep that flame burning inside for the Lord. And uh, yeah, those are just a few that have. 
That was a lovely list of recommendations uh, and from, from some really great people. <laughs> so we've talked about song worship. Um, can you talk about reading the Bible? So so for you, I'm, I'm going to guess the Bible is important to you. I'll just take a stab at that one, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's your, what's your favourite Bible story and why? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, gosh. I, I, you know what? I do because I do love – I've, in the last few years, or well, in the last five or six years, um, I feel like songs, I've had songs that come out that are right, that kind of are wrapped around like one particular story in the Bible. And um, and I love that. I've had written a song about Abraham, uh, the woman at the well, uh, the lady who um, touched the garment of, of the Lord and was healed, the woman with the issue and blood. And um, uh, but I, yeah, I, I think... Man, Abraham is one is might be one of my favorites. It's hard. It's hard to narrow it down. But I do. I wrote a song about Abraham, and it was kind of you, you talk it, it, along the same lines of what we've hit on, just in the waiting, and uh, because I, you know, he was the ultimate, you know, guy in the Bible who hears the the promises of the Lord, and here's what you're gonna you're gonna be the father of many nations and all this, and he's he's like, oh, cool, Lord, I am really old. And, uh, you know, like he's like the dramatic, you know, the very extreme version of what I thought I was at 20 something not being married. He's like, I am, you know, 90 or whatever. And and you're saying I'm going to be the father of many. I have no kid, you know. And um, so I, the, his story just feels so uh, fascinating to me, but also hopeful. Um, I remember I wrote this song about him and I sent it to my dad. And I just thought this is just a cool song about Abraham. And it's in the first, it's, it's, it's like him singing. He's just like on this journey, on this road, you've called me from my home. And it's just him talking about actually having to being told he needed to go sacrifice his son. And, um, and so that, that's what I thought the song was about was just Abraham. And then I sent it to my dad and my dad said, this song is, this song is about me. This is my journey with the Lord. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I remember my wife sent it to her father, who who's a minister as well. And he was like, oh, I love this song. It just reminds me of my journey with the Lord and and how faithful he's been and, you know, bringing the promises to light in his timing and all that. And I was like, that's funny. And then the more and more I, I was listening to the song, I was like, well, this reminds me of my journey. And then I realized, <laughs> well, it's Abraham. He's the father of our faith. Like, yes, the Lord is like showing you in his this story that you can that he's never going to leave you and that his promises are true and are yes and amen and so uh i i think i think for that reason that's probably my favorite story and and also it's just you know i have a song tied in with it that keeps it personal to me as well but um but i love i feel like i learned the most about the lord and who he is through stories in the bible and um i mean i love obviously reading about the lord reading about jesus but um I think it's in the other stories that, because I don't feel like I can, re- I, it's hard to relate to Jesus sometimes to me because he's perfect. He's not, I, I feel, <laughs> yeah. I want to be like him. I feel so not like him most of my life. But when I read about, you know, a guy like David who messes up all the time and the Lord keeps, you know, showing favor and mercy to, I'm like, okay, actually, I, I feel like I'm more like him. Like I can be this guy. Like I, I definitely mess up a lot. So, um, so I, yeah, I love, I love, I love, reading stories about just how the Lord has been, was uh, so faithful and brought people through in the Bible. Beautiful. And great way that comes through into your music as well. So oh, thank um, you. Which of course it was, was the way that people used to learn lots of scripture and truth was, was through songs True. and repeating songs. So it's a, a continuation of that long ministry. Yeah. Um, yeah. If people want to connect you, people want to find out where you are, learn more about you, where, where should they go? Yeah. Um, I mean, you can go to, I think there's, well, I don't think there is a Josh Baldwin.com. <laughs> like, I think there's a Josh Baldwin. There I'm, might be. Someone yeah, got a website. I'm sure someone started something. Um, <laughs> no, th- I mean, there, there's definitely a website, Josh Baldwin.com. There's, you know, if you just, if you're on Instagram, I'm on Instagram. I'm very reachable on there. And usually, you know, links and all kinds of things that you can see on, on Instagram and, Facebook and most of the social media. Actually, that's probably the only two. I'm pretty bad at any of the other ones. Not that I'm great. Fair enough. Not that I'm great at those two, but I am at least on them, and there you can find yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's so you're, not, you're, not, you're not doing 
You're not doing funny dances on TikTok. No, I'm not. I have a TikTok, but I bet I have, you know, maybe 20 followers because I don't ever go. <laughs> I feel <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, I've not been on TikTok, so I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've, I've managed to avoid it. So I, yeah. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. It's I don't, probably something to my age. Yeah, I know. I, I've been told that, you know, I need to get on there. It's it's gonna, it's good for your music and your career. If, you know, I'm like, well, if if my song's getting out or, you know, only if my songs are only getting out because I'm dancing on TikTok, then I'm like, no one's going to hear my music. So, it's, <laughs> yeah. But. Has there been a moment when you've been talking to someone who maybe isn't a believer uh, and it's just been one of those moments where God's helped you in that conversation. Yeah. I, there, there is, a story does come to mind. Um, and uh, I was, I was flying to back. I lived in California, Northern California for years. And um, I've, I've taken you all over the country here with my, with my story. I realized that <laughs> born and raised in that's, North, that's good. born and raised in North Carolina. I moved out to California for six years and now I live in Tennessee. But um, I was in California. I was flying back home and I was sitting next to a lady who lived in the town that I lived in. And um, she wasn't a Christian. I could tell just by the way she was talking about how she disliked like church and Christian and specifically the church that I went to in that town. And um, I uh, yeah, and, and I and I it was funny. I, I was like, I don't know what to, I don't want to tell her that I'm a part of this church, <laughs> but I didn't know any way around it when she was starting to ask me what I do and what, and, uh, but somehow I skirted around it and I just told, she asked me what I did and I told her and she was like, okay. And she was kind, but she was just talking about, you know, the things she did not, she disliked about uh, really just Christianity in, in general and the church, but it really, it was, it, it felt like more towards church. And, um, and, you know, I was just like, Lord, what do I say to this lady? Also, I'm very tired. I'm just, you know, coming back off a trip and I'm like, it was kind of like the last thing I wanted to do was just to try to defend the church and the Lord to this lady who I probably was never going to see again. But then I was like, this is probably why I was put in this seat right here next to this lady of all, all the flights I could have been on of all the seats. I got stuck right here by this lady who's complaining about going back to the town she lives in and the, the church that's there and that I happen to be a part of. And I just remember, um, I remember listening to her and just being kind. I felt like the Lord was like, just, just listen, be kind and then share your experience. And I was like, all right. So I, I did, I heard her and you know, there's a lot, she had a lot of validating reasons, you know, reasons that I was like, I get it. And, um, and I just told, I told her my experience with the Lord and with church. And I was like, you know, I grew up in church. My dad's a pastor. My, my parents, we didn't talk about this earlier, but my parents got divorced when I was 17 years old. My, Gosh. and yeah, my, my, my dad was the pastor of our church. That was the biggest church in my little town. And, you know, it, it, I've had a lot, I was like, I just told her, like, I've had a lot of hurt, you know, in by people in the church. And I said, I just, I've always just had to remember, like, these are people, this isn't the Lord hurting me. This isn't, this isn't the heart that the, the Lord doesn't even, this, he does not have a heart for this. He doesn't, he doesn't want this, but I was like, people are just, people are people and people mess up. And uh, I remember just sharing my story with her and how through all that, I still love, I still love the Lord, but not just that I love the church and like, and I showed her all the ways that the, the church and my, my church family had actually helped me and kept me from going down a path that was towards destruction and just, you know, and, um, and I could have grown up in, in, in a world where I hated church or I, because of what it did to my parents or my dad. And, um, and gosh, I don't know what would have happened if that, if that would have been the case, I would not have been where I am now. And I fully believe it was that where I am now is not only because I love the Lord and I've just, um, stayed connected with him, but also I've always just had a love for the church and for his bride. And, um, and I just tried in that moment to share that with her, but also I finally at the end told her that I actually do go to that church that she was talking about. And I just was sharing the heart of like, I'm like, I know a lot of the leaders and let me tell you what they, what their heart is for our city. And I just started sharing with her, like, 
you know, at that moment we were the church, our church was help was helping to fund um, police officers in our little town so that we could keep the, the amount of, of uh, law enforcement that we really need to, you know, just for, to keep it safe and just little things like that. Like I just tried to share the other side of the story and like, Hey, here's my heart. And, um, but it, it, it ended up being like a really cool conversation. She, um, she, I saw her heart like soften and, uh, I don't know, you know, it didn't go in. I didn't like lead her to the Lord. I didn't, I didn't get her to come to my church and be a member, <laughs> but but I just, I felt like in that moment, the most important thing was to me was to listen to her and then just share my experience. And I think, I mean, I think like, that's like the simple way of summing it up, like who we are called to be to the world is to just loving, to listen, be loving, but then also, okay, on the other end, now you share what the Lord has done for you. You share how he's brought you to this place or what he's brought you out of or how he's kept you from, from going into something that could have been you know, destructive. And, uh, so that was like the, that, that moment is like the moment that sticks out the most when I think about someone who is kind of, you know, the opposite of maybe who, who I am in a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 That make that, that makes a load of sense. And one for advice to listen as well, to hear the yeah. other person's heart and see, see where they're coming from. So, cause it's so easy to jump in with being defensive oh, yeah. and stuff, but Brilliant, brilliant tip. So great. Thank you so much, Josh. Has there been a time when someone has given you feedback on how one of your songs has impacted them that you particularly oh, remember? Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's been a, there's been a handful of times, a lot of times I, I, um, I've been blessed in that. I mean, that never gets, Oh, I think sometimes people will preface whatever they're saying or writing to me and say like, I'm, I'm, maybe you hear this all the time and maybe it's, you know, it gets older. And I'm like that, ne this never gets, are you kidding me? Like I've gone, I've written many songs that no one's cared about. And, and so to have a song or songs that people want to share what, how it's touched them or how like testimonies, really it's the ones that um, there's been a handful of people reach out about evidence. Um, this song of mine that um, just talks about the evidence of the Lord's goodness and faithfulness in my life. Um, and a handful of these people have all their, each story kind of centered around, um, someone coming out of, uh, being healed from cancer. Like, um, there's been, I've gotten two or three vi different videos of people who, um, were, they were, they were, when they, when their chemotherapy chemo is done and their cancer, they're officially cancer free. Um, they can ring the bell in the hospital. And, um, and it's this, this whole, you know, it's amazing thing. It's, it's so emotional. And a handful of them requested that my song evidence be played as they ring this bell that signif signifies that they are, they're cancer free. And that, I'm, mean, that's just some of the most moving stories to know that like maybe a song that I've written in a different, in a season that I was in where I was struggling has ministered to people and they've listened to it. And they, they say like, I listened to this song, you know, when I, and because I, I'm having, I was having a hard time, like believing that the Lord's good or in, and I, and it's amazing. Cause I'm like, yeah, I wrote that song because I was having a hard time. You know, it's just, it's just uh, the Lord's amazing. And that you just think that, well, here's what, here's what happens. I feel like the enemy, um, he wants to trick us. He wants to tell us that we're alone and that we're the only ones going through what we're going through and there's no hope. And, um, but really all, most of these testimonies that I, that I hear from songs I've written or, or, or worship nights or whatever, it's people wanting to just let me know. I thought I was all alone and listening to this song or being in this worship moment. I realized that not only is the Lord with me, but there's other people going through the same thing that I'm not alone even here on earth and with other people. And um, so that that's yeah, it's been so encouraging. It's life changing stuff. M music that leads us to truth in Jesus yeah. changes the direction of our lives as yeah. we come before the King of Kings uh, and and worship Him wholeheartedly. It's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal ministry that you're involved oh, I feel in, so blessed. Uh, and I'm very very grateful. I'm very grateful for you, for your music, my friend. So um, you meant you mentioned the song evidence uh, and that is our that is our final track that we've got lined up is there anything further you'd like to say about it before we play it um this i mean this song i um we were talking about 
the the pandemic and all that. I I wrote this song right before the pandemic, and uh, and I wrote it in 2019. And I remember we had it scheduled to come out in 2020, and um and then everything happened, and we were gonna hold it. And I was like, no, this is like I need this more than ever now. I need this song out and for me. And so that's when it that's when it came out. And it felt it, that year it was like this song that grounded our family and just to let in the ups and downs of everything going on. Um, the thing that always helps me is to just remind myself of who the Lord is, remind myself of all he's done. And that's what the song talks about is just like, man, it's hard for me to look around and not see the evidence of the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and the evidence of just, you know, his, the promises that I was talking about earlier, that that's what the song talked about too. The promises that I see the promises that I was given years ago coming into fulfillment and in fruition. And, um, yeah. And so that's, that's, this song is, this is a song that I will never get tired of singing. I, I, I've written plenty of songs that I'm, I get tired of singing maybe here and there, but I will never get tired of singing this song. It means so much to me. And um, I'm just so thankful for the Lord for it. evidence by Josh Borden and thanks so much to Josh for joining us today sharing a bit of his story and his lovely music with us on the artist interview and thank you so much dear listener for joining us and taking us on a journey together I guess as we find out more about God's amazing love and there are many other interviews that you can enjoy just go to your favorite podcast platform and search up the artist interview it's the one with the red logo Uh, God would really like to bless you, reveal more of himself to you and help you to encounter him through the gift of music. God bless you. I look forward to joining you on the next episode. You've been listening to The Artist Interview, a Hope FM podcast. Find us at hopefm.com forward slash The Artist Interview.